Welcome to your football fantasy. Are you ready? Yeah, we're ready. You seem very excited. I'm also not very excited today. It is what it is. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. I'm Dweez Nuts, your host. As you know, we had to kick that douchebag from last week off the air. Don't worry. You'll never have to hear him again. We've got a new co-host with us today, though. Everybody say hello to the big whiz. How's it going, everyone? I'm glad I could be present. Sound You sound awfully familiar, <laughs> whiz. Uh, all right, guys. Let's, let's dive in. Today, um, we're going to talk about... Some more coaches. We had so much fun, or I should say I had so much fun last week because Wiz wasn't here talking about the coaches uh, that we want to continue. A lot of offensive coordinator hires that we didn't mention last week in the head coach episode. So we will do that now. Where do you want to start? Start on the East Coast with your Pittsburgh Steelers. That's where you want to go? That's right. Randy Fitchner? <laughs> start with Randy. All right, let me read to you everything I've got for notes under Randy Fitchner. Yeah. Ready? He was the quarterback's coach in Pittsburgh. He's going to continue to do that role and the offensive coordinator role. That's all I got. That's all you got? How about you? That's what I know about him. Nothing's really going to change there. That's why I didn't take any notes. Nothing's going to change. Roethlisberger's still going to be there. Why did Todd Haley get fired? Probably shouldn't have. He got fired because Ben Roethlisberger hated him? Yeah, true. Accurate statement. He didn't want him there anymore. This Fitchner guy comes in as a figurehead and he will stand... On the sidelines, making a million and a half a year with a set of headphones on and do nothing. And watch Ben Roethlisberger run Run the offense? Will will their stats change? No. So you think they'll still be top five, top three? Yes. It's a big statement. What's the change? Offensive line is intact. Pretty sure Bell's going to be back. Pretty sure. Pretty sure Bell's going to be back. Antonio Brown's still the greatest human being alive. So we're not, we're not saying no change. Juju Smith-Schuster's coming Still on and going to get the wide receiver role. Mar- Marvius Bryant? Martavis is his name, and is he is Marta- definitely Marta- going to be third traded or released. One or the other. He's not going to be on this team next year. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's no change in Pittsburgh, basically, no. right? That's why I don't want to talk about him. So, so who do you replace? He, he replaced Todd Haley. Todd Haley. Let's talk go Todd Haley. Let's talk about Todd Haley. Uh, Todd Haley with the Cleveland Browns has a nice fuck you to Ben Roethlisberger. Stays in division to coach the absolutely hapless offense in Cleveland. Is Johnny Manziel still there? <laughs> There's a lot of talk about Johnny Manziel coming back to the NFL. Uh, or maybe the new XFL. I don't know. He really wants to play football again, though. Apparently, he's got a shit together. <laughs> and he's ready to play. Uh, no, we don't know who's going to play quarterback. Sean Kaiser. Not a very good quarterback. A terrible terrible quarterback. They're going to draft Sam Darnold. Who knows what's going to happen there. Do we know anything about Todd Haley? They have two picks on top four. They're going to draft someone. Yeah, it's going to be Darnold. We know anything about Todd Haley and his offenses that might give us some hope for some of these fantasy guys in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. What do we know? They took a bad Arizona team, bad Arizona offense, and turned it into a a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah. Great Arizona offense. He came into a good Pittsburgh Steelers offense and turned it into a great best offense in the league for years and years and years. And he did it a few ways. We know that he loves to throw the ball to running backs. D'Angelo Williams had his best year ever with more catches in any season he's had ever as a backup. Uh, when Bell went, where'd he go? Got hurt. No, he didn't get hurt. He was, he was fucking suspended. Oh, you're talking about that time. Jamal Charles in Kansas City. He was under Todd Haley, caught a shitload of balls. Obviously, we know what happened to uh, Le'Veon Bell this year. Haley's also had some 
success with some wide receivers, some Hall of Fame wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzy. Now, Larry Fitzgerald was has always been the man, but Todd Haley did coach him for a while. Antonio Brown. Also Hall of Famer. Second greatest human being. Behind who? Antonio Brown is the first and the second is what, is what <laughs> yeah. I'm getting at, right? Anquan Bolden. I love Anquan Bolden. I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Um, so some wide receivers have had success. Running backs have caught a shitload of passes under Todd players Haley. have success that, that play under Todd Haley. Yes. That's the important thing to note. Yes. So if we're talking fantasy, give me some stock in Duke Johnson. If you play in a PPR league, a half-point PPR league, Duke Johnson has been good. He's been top five in receiving yards for running backs in the last Five years. Is that an accurate statement? It is Top absolutely five an accurate statement. In receiving yards? Yes. Ooh, I, someone look that up. You, somebody look it up. Tell me how wrong I am. Uh, I think he's going to have a great year. It, it's just going to continue. I mean, Crowell's going to leave the team next year. The best player to put your money on is me, Corey Coleman. You, you can bet Corey Coleman is going to improve as, as, as a receiver. I mean, he was good last year. He's going to he broke be, his hand and came back. He's still good. Still he, good player. He might be great next year. What about Josh Gordon? Do you like Josh Gordon? Are you buying into Josh Gordon? He's so. Is Josh now. Gordon still going to be there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So Hugh Jackson gave him another time to come back again. Yeah. I, I I absolutely buy in Josh Gordon if he plays. The problem is if he if he can stay sober. He's a good player when he plays. He's great when he's, he's a great player when he plays. Great when he's drunk or stoned or stoned. He's still good. Yeah. No, he's great. The, the, is he, so you think he'll be good if he's only like if he's sober? I don't know. Did you know? Here, So here's what Josh Gordon said before he came back this year. That since high school, he had not played a football <laughs> game sober. That's true. Because Bay- Baylor, they just they were just smoking dope yes. all over the place. High school, college, NFL. Every game, he was drunk, stoned, or a combination of the two when he went out. And look what he did. And he was phenomenal. So maybe, I don't know. We'll see if he can do it sober. The bottom line, I, I, all those players will improve. And whoever becomes a quarterback will improve. Yeah, well, they're going to have to because they will have a zero baseline because it's going to be a rookie. It's going to be Sam Darnold. So the Browns are on their way up. They can only go up from an 0-16 season. Where do you think Corey Coleman will be? Top 15? Are we talking PPR or standard score? PPR. Almost everyone's PPR now. Uh, my my league is standard scoring. Your league. To throw yeah. that league it's, out it's, at this rate. It's very old. I keep trying to push him toward PPR. I think Corey Coleman, uh, it kind of depends on how it – how it shakes out between Coleman and Gordon, but I think Corey Coleman absolutely has the chops to be top fifteen, maybe a wide receiver one. We'll see. We'll see the split between targets as the year goes on. But I like one of those two guys definitely. We know that Todd Haley throws the ball a lot. Yeah, one of these two guys, Gordon or Coleman, is going to be top twelve. Okay, I like I like Coleman. Todd Haley's good. I think buy into his players is the important thing to note. Absolutely, he's a good coach. Any other good coaches on the list? Who's your favorite? Um, easily Todd Haley, followed by Mr. Turner. Norv, that is. Norv Turner. Let's talk about Norv Turner. Norv Turner's the new offensive coordinator in Carolina. He's been around. Long time. Yeah, he's been coaching since about you've been alive. Longer than that. Started in 85 with the LA Rams. Things cycle. Life is a cycle. He's been with the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Raiders, the 49ers. He's been with the Browns. Just came from Minnesota. He wasn't there last year. He was their offensive coordinator. Uh, the Got replaced by Pat Shermer. Three prior years. Yep. He he actually he retired, in essence. Slash fired. In 2016. But he's he came back. He's going to be the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, who already have a strong offense. They have offensive weapons, I offensive should weapons. say. Offensive weapons is important to note there. There's some potential. Um, we know Norv Turner's never he, – he wasn't a great head coach. 
but don't don't count on his bad head coaching that he's a bad offensive coordinator. He's a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's a great offensive coordinator. Uh, let's let's take that that bad head coach thing and put it into some perspective. Let me tell you some of the quarterbacks that played under Norv Turner. We've got Gus Farrakh twice. How's he? Great. Kerry Collins twice. At least he went to the Super Bowl. Brandon Whedon. We talked about him last week. He was another phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal patch ever. Really good. Um, he likes to go. We know that he likes to go downfield. He likes his quarterbacks to throw the ball downfield. Remember that list of quarterbacks that I just said. I'll tell you that fourteen out of his twenty-five years as a coach, his quarterbacks were in the top fifteen in yards per attempt. Six of those years, his quarterback was in the top five in yards per attempt. Three of those years, his quarterback was number one in yards per attempt. So he likes to go downfield. A lot of those bad years were under guys like Ferrat, Kerry Collins. Sweet. So, you know, some of that stuff. Alex Alex Smith is in there who doesn't like to throw it downfield. But he likes to go downfield. He has had some success with quarterbacks chucking it downfield. Name him. Phillip fucking Rivers was the guy who was number one three years in a row. He's got some very high-powered offensive teams with the Dallas Chargers. And even to some degree, you can sit there and say Minnesota put up points under him. Sure. I have a question about this downfield throwing tendency that he has, though. Can Cam Newton do that? This year, he was 15th in the year in average intended air yards, which means this is how far he his average pass was about, about middle, middle of the pack. Last year, he was first in average intended air yards. He wanted to throw the ball downfield. He threw it downfield more than anybody else in the league. However, he was 23rd in air yard differential. That means the difference between his intentions and his completed passes. Not very good. Not good at all. He th- Otherwise, he threw it downfield a lot before his shoulder injury, but he missed it's Cam Newton. Lot. Cam Newton's not a very accurate quarterback in general, though. No, especially not down the field. But he's more athletic than Ben Roethlisberger is what he yeah. does. He just runs around and yeah. moves a ball field. So I think it's a weird fit for a North Turner office is what I'm saying. This is not the kind of quarterback North Turner has ever coached before at least ever coached successfully before. I'm curious to find out what happens there. North Turner coaches lots of pocket passers. Yeah, and that is that is interesting. not Cam Newton. Who, the, who this is good for, though, is McCaffrey. Oh, my God, this is great for McCaffrey. No, one of the things North Turner does best is find matchup problems for defenses. Darren Sproles coming out of the backfield against linebackers. That's McCaffrey. Antonio Gates as a tight end Correct. down the field against safeties. I know Greg Olson is getting old. Kyle Rudolph, though, he also did with Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. I know Greg Olson is getting old, but he might have himself a year. I really actually expect the Panthers to draft an athletic tight end to fit that scheme a little or bit. Or a receiver. I think they're going to go for a receiver in the free agency because Funches isn't getting it done. No, he's not. That's a number one, especially if they're looking to go downfield. They're going to find a receiver bottom line somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you can count on this offense to go, I think, go back to its Super Bowl day three years ago. Okay. That's a big statement. It's going to go closer to that than it will go down the, it's not going to go downhill. Yeah, no. It's going to improve. It can't go downhill. Half the year, half the year Cam was playing with a bum shoulder. I really love McCaffrey. You nail, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I think tight end, whoever it is, Olsen, or if they draft a rookie, is going to have some success there. I like the North Turner higher. I think it's a good I think there's another important factor here is in points, total points, he was seven. Two, two, five, two, four, two, and five in the league. Yeah, he scores points. He scores points. So buy buy his players. Buy them all. So those are the, those are the best tires that we have, right? Yeah. Talk about some bad ones. Let's talk about Brian DeBall. 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 Whatever it is. Does it matter? 
No. How's no. His, how, how does he do? Yeah. What are his stats? <laughs> Tell me how a guy like this gets hired as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. He's done it before. Four years now. This will be his fifth. He's He's been the offensive coordinator four years in the NFL. In 2009 with the Browns, uh, he <laughs> It was the Browns. He was 29th in points. How does a guy get a job after coaching the Browns? I mean, that's, that's a question. How do they keep a job? Look, in 2010, 31st in points with the Browns. That's good. He went from the Browns to Miami where he was 20th in points. Not okay. too bad. Then he went to the Chiefs in 2012 as the offensive coordinator. 32nd in points scored. I don't think it's a surprise that he couldn't find a job for a few years Can't in score the NFL points. after that. Can't move the ball. 32nd in, in, in yardage, wait. 29th in yardage, 22nd, 24th. wait, Big Wiz, wait. His offense was 10th in points in college when he coached Alabama. Doesn't Good. that mean anything to Good. you? I'm very proud of him. Very. Was Nick Saban still there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Last year. So in the NFL... He's not very good. Garbage. Garbage. Uh, so don't expect much from the Bills. We don't even know who's playing quarterback in the Bills. Tyrod Taylor, Bills. Peterson. It can't be Peterson. Peterson was terrible. One, one thing I will say here that is a positive, if you're playing fantasy football, Shady's going to have a great year if he can stay healthy. I say that because Brian DeBull loves, loves, loves to run the ball. In those four years as NFL offensive coordinator, there was one, one time... He was outside the bottom five in percent of passing plays. Otherwise, he he just doesn't pass the ball. Never has. He's not going to start now. He's going to keep handing the ball off, handing the ball off. Hand. Watch Ten Shady. guys in the box. He's going to be running the ball. Watch Shady be a top three guy by the end of the year next year. Do you think it's because of overuse he's going to be top three? Yeah. I think his team can't score points. His team can't move the ball. I would sell on Shady McCoy. Stay away from him. It's not going to be his year. You're crazy. Well, he's not going to be top three. We already named the top three guys last week. And it's yeah, but yeah, I think he might. He's the guy outside if that Dewey's nuts. If Dewey's nuts is in your league and wants Shady McCoy, give him. I think he's the guy outside of that top three, that obvious top three, the best that has the best chance at breaking into it. I love the situation. There's a couple of coaches here that, that served as interim offensive coordinators last year for their teams that were given the role full-time. Let's talk about Cincinnati, the Bengals. Bill Lazor. Bill Lazor took over after just two games. So he pretty much served as offensive coordinator for the whole season last year in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's numbers weren't so good last year. Cincinnati's numbers were really, really bad last year. Uh, On the downslide. Specifically, Andy Dalton's numbers were really bad last year. However... A.J. Green's numbers turned bad then, too. Yeah, well, hand-in-hand, right? Um, I will say... After those first two games, I think there were seven interceptions thrown in the first two games by Andy Dalton. Something Dillon. like that. It, it, it improved after that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> can't, can't only go up. They moved on to Bill Lazor and it got a little bit better. Um, I mean, they were 32nd in yards and 26th in points. But if you take out the first two games for Andy Dalton, he averaged 17 points, fantasy points a game, which is not great. He had a goose egg against Minnesota. Get rid of that one. He had averaged 19 points, which is top 15. Still not great. He's never been great. He's been serviceable. I think he is going to continue to be a uh, week-to-week guy that you might consider streaming. Maybe. Depending on the matchup. He's in the bottom half of the league. Can't regress. I'll say that. Don't don't use him unless you have to. Don't use him unless you have AJ to. A.J. Green? A.J. Green is awesome. At life, but I don't know. <laughs> I, he's good. You're gonna have to pay too much in your draft to get him if you want him. He's I just not. don't think Laser does anything to help. He doesn't do anything to help AJ Green or that offense. He he no, he does not. I think Joe Mixon has a shot at doing well. Listen to this. He was in Miami for a couple of years. 
as offensive coordinator. In 2014, you know, Miami was okay, 14th in yards, 11th in points. It was Tannehill's best year, and it was Lamar Miller's best year of his career. His, I believe it was his first year in Miami. Those are good numbers. Yeah. Now, in 2015, they were 26th in yards and 27th in points. For, so the offense as a whole fell off bad. It, in fact, it was Ryan Tannehill's worst, worst year as a pro. Right. However, it was Lamar Miller's second best year as a running back. I think he scored eight touchdowns in both of those seasons. I think Joe Mixon's a good running back. Joe, uh, Mixon, Joe Mixon's a solid running back if they can start moving the ball a little bit. And if he can commit to him. I want to see what the Geo Mixon split is going to be next year. I think Mixon has an opportunity to be really good. But don't you like the Red Rocket? No. <laughs> no. The only part of this offense that I want anything to do with Joe Mixon. is Joe Mixon. Yeah. Yeah. There's upside in Joe Mixon. The rest of them, including the Red Rocket, which we all like to say the Red Rocket, I'd probably stay away I from. I don't like to say the Red Rocket. It feels dirty. <laughs> uh, it, it is dirty. And so is, so, so is Andy. Stay away from him. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Chiefs. No, let's not go to the Chiefs. Because right, I teased the two guys that got contract extensions, <laughs> and Bill Musgrave is the other one in Denver. Well, you don't got any notes on Bill Musgrave, so you don't want to talk I about I have very it. little notes on Bill Musgrave. <laughs> let's he, talk about Bill Musgrave. He's been in and out of the offensive coordinator role for 18 years. He's been doing it. But in and out tells me that he's not very consistent. He hasn't no, been there for a while. Means I mean, he's, been, means he's been fired many times. Many times. Uh, many times. Hasn't necessarily run a good offense. That's not very good for a team No, that, however, that, that has, doesn't have an offense. However, I will say that he is a pretty good quarterback developer. His claim to fame is Derek Carr, who's a good quarterback and can be a really good quarterback. So, But Derek Carr has had one great year. After that, it's been par yeah, you at know, best. We could give credit to Bill Musgrave for that great year. For that one great year, but Bill Musgrave didn't last much yeah. after that one year. The other thing that Bill Musgrave is known in the league for is giving the quarterbacks a ton of freedom at the line to to change plays, read defenses. That's, that's good. If Denver had a quarterback, he could do that way. Yeah, so I think what's happening here, and this is just me postulating, I think the signing of Bill Musgrave to a long-term deal was a move on the chessboard toward landing Kirk Cousins. He's a quarterback's guy. He's a guy that is known for letting quarterbacks take control of the offense. Uh, I think it's a move that Elway wanted to make to ensure that Kirk Cousins liked the prospect of coming to Denver. So you would go to Denver for Bill Musgraves, who's been fired 14 times? Yeah, if if I knew he was going to let me do whatever the fuck I wanted at the line of scrimmage. Or, yeah. No. If you're Kirk Cousins, you go you go to the Browns, man. God, Jesus. You go hang out with Todd Haley. You go mm. produce points. You don't go to Denver with he has Bill said, Musgrave. Cousins has said over and over again, that the number one determinant as to where he wants to go play is the ability to win now. Cleveland can't win. Can Denver? Absolutely. Their defense is still one of the best in the league. They are cutting half their team now. Well, they are they are up against it. The, the, that receiver core, we'll see. Emmanuel Sanders might be on the trading block. But Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are attractive But they got to get a line. Yeah. Which they don't have that. You're which right. Half the, half the NFL doesn't have right now. You're right. We'll see what happens. I don't know that Musgrave is a really good hire for anybody on that team fantasy-wise. I think he was a move to get Cousins, but we'll see. All right, we can move on. Who no, do you no, wanna... We'll stay in the same division. Oh. The, the Chiefs hire. Who did the Chiefs hire? Does it matter? Eric Bieniemy. Does it matter? No. Who's going to call Andy plays? Andy Reid is going to be calling the plays again. For the first six weeks until they go 6-0, and oh, then they go 0-6 oh, again, and then, yeah. then I'll turn it over to But he's your Eric. boy! Andy Reid is your boy! Yeah, he's, he's going to win. Oh, my a, God. A winning record. 
We'll put them in the playoffs. They won't do it. And then they'll it. lose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Andy Reid's going to be calling the plays. But Eric Bieniemy does some things. He's going to help scheme a little bit. There are some running backs that have developed under the tutelage of Eric Bieniemy that I'd like to point out here. Adrian Peterson, for one, came in a year. Or, so you think he developed Adrian Peterson? Bieniemy came in a year after AP did. I know AP had a great rookie season. Do you think? Do you think he did anything for Adrian Peterson? Yes. What? Coached. <laughs> no, I think it was give the ball to Adrian and get out of his way. Nah, I like I I I think he had a hand. That's what a coach does. Jamal Charles. Okay, so he didn't develop Jamal Charles because Jamal Charles was there for a few years before. But here's what he did: the year B enemy came to town, uh, Jamal Charles nearly tripled his rushing touchdowns in his first year under him. Okay, it could be a twelve. Stat. I don't know twelve touchdowns. The, the, the season after that, under Bianami, nine touchdowns. He had averaged five in the three or four years he was there before Bianami got there. Also, his receiving... I don't, th- I don't think this is going to change Kareem Hunt's output. Listen, Jamal Charles' receiving touchdowns numbers went through the roof with just one catch per game increase. So he didn't catch a lot more passes... But when Bienemy came in, the thing that changed was that he started catching touchdown passes. I mean, it multiplied by five. I just don't think Eric Bienemy is going to change the output of Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's a good player. I I think the thing that I think Bienemy is going to do for Kareem Hunt is just kind of nudge Andy Reid a little more often <laughs> to say, hey, give the ball to this running there back. There is a lot to nudge there with Andy Reid. You don't know where to nudge. It's going to actually a, move him. He's a big dude. He's a big guy. But we saw, I mean, we have seen in the past running back numbers, so touchdown you, numbers go up under Bienemy. I really love, I love Kareem Hunt. Okay, I love yeah, Kareem I'm just Hunt. not sure how accurate, you're, I think those stats might be a little bit skewed. Adrian Peterson was going to pr- produce regardless. Jamal yeah. Charles. He played, he played three or four years without him and did Little to nothing. Little, yeah. But that was also an any reach up as well. So I wonder, I wonder the difference there. But I need to say, I think you can count on Kareem Hunt to produce. Mm-hmm. The, 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 that's there's, it. There's a big question mark with Patrick, you know, Pat Mahomes. No one knows anything about Pat Nobody Mahomes. knows anything. Yeah, that's all I've got. Now, under my fantasy line here, I just wrote Kareem Hunt. I should have wrote a whole bunch of exclamation points, but I did not. I think Kareem Hunt is awesome. He's a top five guy for sure next year. I, and I think, I think Kareem Hunt is going to be underdrafted relatively significantly next year. Well, uh, underdrafted because of the way he fell off the charts. I think a lot of, I honestly think a lot of people will be, well, maybe not a lot, but I think people will be taking Saquon Barkley over Kareem Hunt next year, which is a huge fucking mistake. I don't care where he goes. Did you take Fournette over Hunt? No. Ooh, I don't no. know. Give me Kareem Hunt. Give me lots of Kareem Hunt stock next year. I will do everything I can to have Kareem Hunt in every single one of my leagues next year. I would. Kareem Hunt's a good player. Buy him. I just don't know if Eric and Bianami is going to do anything positive for him. Yes. Let's let's let's. Can we go back to the uh, AFC East, there, buddy? Okay. Can we talk about the uh, absolute worst offensive coordinator hire? <laughs> who who <laughs> who's the worst offensive? The coordinator? Miami. Who's the Miami Dolphins hire? A former a former Bears coach. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? It's about, he stands about five foot. That Loggins. Same baby. height as Tariq Cohen. Five foot four. God. Dow Dow Loggins. Loggins. Yeah, but he's. You say he's the worst hire, but he's not going to do anything for that team. Adam Gase is going to call the plays. Adam Gase is going to scheme Can the offense. Can you give me numbers un- under Dow Loggins? <laughs> Just give him out. Just give him out to me. Just put him yeah. out. Okay, Dow Loggins. Offensive coordinator four times. In 2012, he was at the Tennessee Titans. That offense ranked 32nd in the league. <laughs> 2013, still with the Titans. He improved that team to 15th in the league. Not too bad. In 2016 with the Bears, 
30th ranked offense in the league. And last year, 31st ranked offense the, in the league with the same Chicago Not Bears. Not very good stats. All for really Donald. bad. All really bad. All really bad. He has coached some really shitty quarterbacks. Vince Young was his quarterback. Johnny Manziel, your boy. We mentioned Johnny. him earlier. Brian Hoyer that same year. Jay Cutler. Now, Jay. Jay. Jay, Jay Cutler had his best total QBR year with Dowell Loggins. As, uh, as his quarterback. As his coach, quarterback. Not uh, as his offensive quarterback. Adam Gase was the offensive. Yeah, there's, an, I, I tried. There's nothing good to say about Dowell Loggins. He's a, he's a fuckwad if it, I is he, Does he do him. anything in, in, in Miami or, or is he just following Adam Gase around? I think he's a quality control coach. That kind of nudges Adam Gase. Maybe you shouldn't do this. Yeah, but Adam Gase is going to backhand him and say, shut the fuck up, sit down, little yeah. man. I think Adam Gase is a good coach. Dallas doesn't do anything. Yeah, but terrible hire by him. Yeah, bad. He must have a thing for him because yeah. he just takes him everywhere he goes. I don't think this does anything to the Miami. I think you can still count on Miami players to produce. I think anything's going to change on Ooh, that. Ooh, we're going to talk a little bit about Miami players a little later. We will, but the bottom line is... They will produce the same way they did this year. Dallas has zero impact. Let me ask you this about Miami while we're on the topic. A little off subject. Um, what do you think of Kenyon Drake? Do you like him? You know, he took over after Damian Jay. Williams got hurt and yeah. J.H.I. got traded, so it took a lot to get him the ball. But when he did, he, he, he performed. He performed pretty well. You think um, they're going to give him a chance to be the guy, and if they do, do you think it's going to work out? I think they absolutely will give him a chance to be the guy. I think they have a quarterback problem there that that, that hurts the – Tannehill's back. Yeah. Tannehill. Ta- we'll talk about Tannehill in another episode. About, okay. about, well, if Tannehill's a good quarterback or yeah. not. Um, we'll do I a think, quarterback. I think Kenyon Drake's a good player. <laughs> Obviously, Adam Gase likes him enough to trade Jay Ajayi, yeah. who, who's clearly talented. Well, when he traded him, he wanted Damian Williams to be the guy. And then it took <laughs> him getting hurt. <laughs> and then he put in Kenyon Drake. So where would you draft Kenyon Drake next year? Or would you draft him? Would he be a... I would. No, I would not reach out. I would say no higher than the eighth round. Or I wouldn't spend any more than eight, yeah, I was gonna say $10. $10? Yeah. yeah, little to nothing. But he might... He might come on strong. He may be a steal of the draft next year. We'll see. We'll see what kind of. I, I tend to buy him. into Adam Gase's offensive players is, is the important fact. That's because you're a Bears fan. I think Adam Gase also produced when he was in where Denver. Yeah, also produced. I'm sure he did. He did a lot there too, right? Peyton Manning kind of called that offense. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, let's talk about who's left. Uh, Joe NFC Philbin North. Joe Philbin with the Green Bay Packers. Joe Philbin. He's got really good stats as an OC coordinator. Yeah. Phenomenal. Sure. Can we go over them? Go. All right. 2007, second in yards, fourth in points. 2008, eighth in yards, fifth in points. 2009, mm-hmm. sixth in yards, third in points. 2010, ninth in yards, tenth points. 2011, third yards, first in points. Super Bowl champs. That's awesome. Great stats. Those are great stats. Phenomenal. So what's the issue? I is think, there one? I don't think there's an issue. I think he's a good coach. The question is, is how much? What's he, is he going to be calling plays? Maybe. Who really knows? Still play. He has the best quarterback in the NFL that he's going to be coaching. Yeah. Um. My overall concern is that the Packers will be going down. Jordy Nelson's degrading quickly. They're going to let him go. Go go. Can cut him. He's gone. They can't afford Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb next year. Correct. I think they try to trade him. They might get a little look for Jordy, but he's very expensive, and nobody wants to pay that. I think both of those guys are gone next year. They could be. I think they're like thirty million. I think they cut them both. They might. They'll probably bring probably both of them back on cheaper. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a good player. He is going to be amazing. But the, I, 
Similar, I have him in my top five next year wide receiver. The Packers have a problem with their offensive line, and yeah. they don't have a running game. Yeah, the coaching change makes no difference at all on this team. The only thing that's going to slow down Aaron Rodgers is that O-line, yes. but it hasn't really done a whole lot. To, well, I mean, it, well, it broke, did. It, it broke his collarbone broke his last collarbone, year. He right. didn't play half yeah. the um, But when he was in, when he's playing, hasn't made that big a difference. I think, I think the Packers are the Packers. Draft them like crazy. Get your Aaron Rodgers. Please, please go get Devontae Adams, top five wide receiver next year. This this team is going to be similar to the next team we're going to talk about. They need to get an offensive line to start big, putting this offense back on the charts. Well, who are we going to talk about next? Let's talk about them. Your boy, Schottenheimer? Brian Schottenheimer. Brian Schottenheimer. In also Seattle. Another, another bad team with a bad offensive line. Terrible offensive terrible line. Terrible offensive line, degrading wide receivers, yet they have good quarterbacks. Yeah. Here's some stats for Brian Schottenheimer's offenses. Because he's done it for a while now. We'll go 2006 through 2014 all the way through. Okay, With the Jets, 25th in yards, 18th in points. Again, the Jets, 16th in yards, 25th in points. Jets again, 16th in yards, 9th in points, 20th yards, 17th in points with the Jets, 11th in yards, 13th in points. Again with the Jets, 25th in yards, 13th in points. Uh, then he goes to uh, the Rams, 23rd in yards, 25th in points, 30th in yards, 21st in points, 28th in yards, 21st in points. Not great. That was a lot of numbers. He probably just fell asleep. Bottom line is there's nine seasons and seven of those are 20th or worse. Yeah, not not very good. I will say in his defense, here's some quarterbacks that he's worked with in that time. Chad Pennington, Kellen Clemens, Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble days. Kellen Clemens, again. Uh, Sam Bradford, before he went to Minnesota and figured out how to play. Kellen Clemens again after that. Austin Davis, Sean Hill. So those numbers are not very good, but those quarterbacks are not very good. Now he comes The question in, was, did, was it they be- did he not help develop them? I think it might be a little bit of both. He comes into a team where Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. Great quarterback. You said it. The offensive line is atrocious. Really bad. So I mean, we'll see. This is a, this is has to be for me a wait and see sort of thing. Does Wilson help? Does this hire help Wilson? I don't think it's any worse. Daryl Bevel was a pretty bad offensive coordinator. They need to do a lot of upfront changes to help this team out. But yeah. what you can't expect is he. he he runs the Air Coriel offense, right? The yeah. West Coast offense. West Coast offense. Chuck the ball deep and pound the ball. He runs the ball all the time. Yeah. Whoever is the running back, it won't be Fat Eddie Lacy. No. Fat Eddie, I'm pretty sure, is done. Yeah, he's got I think they. I think they just cut him. I really. think so, yeah. yeah. CJ Proces, no. He's, he's not on the team anymore. It's going to be Chris Carson, Thomas Rawls, or Mike Davis. One of these guys, all three of them fit the, the pounded Pound. up the yeah. middle kind of. They're all the same body size. Yep. I think. Uh, I Carson's think, the biggest thing. Yeah, Carson's tall. He's taller, but they're all about the same size, thickness. So all of them could fit. They're going to continue to try to figure something out there. Um, the one thing that changes for this team, I think, is that they need somebody to go deep. All right, with the West they Coast, they don't have it right now. Right, with the West Coast offense, you throw a lot of quick stuff, get the ball out of your hand a lot, and then you take deep shots. They don't right. have anybody to take deep shots with. I said a couple of weeks ago uh, in my free agency episode that I think Terrell Pryor would be a great fit for this team in the red zone, and I think he could also fill that let's on occasion go deep role. Terrell Pryor is not a uh, wide receiver that you throw to a bunch. He's a wide receiver that you throw to on gimmicks. And in the West Coast offense, the deep pass is the gimmick. Is Jimmy Graham still there? No. Yeah, they're just letting him go. He's a free agent this year. They're not going to resign. And then Dougie, uh, what's, what's the number one? Baldwin. Dougie Baldwin is not good, a deep He's threat. a good receiver, but not a deep threat. Not a he's, deep he's an underneath guy. Paul Similar Richardson, I think they let him go or about to. Lockett, he was their deepest Lockett, Lockett guy. Lockett might be the deep threat. Yeah, well. 
Um, so, so look, I want to see the C- Seahawks go out and get themselves a deep threat. And I want to see they... an offensive line. Well, yeah. Uh, but we don't, we don't put offensive linemen on our fantasy. Do you like process. the hire? We'll see. I don't know that there was a coach that they could have hired to come in and fix the direction this offense is going in because of that offensive line. All right, we've got two more coaches uh, to hit. Let's go to the New York Giants. How about Mike Shula? Don't know enough about Mike Shula. He's been there for a while, correct? Mike Shula was the uh, offensive coordinator in Carolina. for Before for, he got fired. For a while, yep. He's been there for a while. He loves to run the ball. We know that Carolina's always been a running team. Some of that's with Cam Newton. But they've always had two running backs that they really relied on. Uh, he has been in the top eight in most rushing attempts in the league since he was with Carolina. All the way, you know, we were 7th, 8th, 2nd, 7th, and 3rd. So we know he likes to run the ball. Expect him to continue to run the ball. Orleans Darkwa broke out a little bit at the end of the year last year in New York. I think he's got a shot to continue to do well. Do you like Orleans Darkwa? Hell of a lot better than Paul Perkins. I know. you Sell on Paul Perkins. You went on, well, not you, but uh, Ramrod went on and on about <laughs> yes. fucking Paul Perkins last Ram-a-thorn, year. Ramathorn, actually. Whatever. <laughs> he's dead to me. Um Dark was okay, and and I've been saying this in nearly every episode. I've been bringing this guy's name up, and here's another thing that's fallen right into place for Wayne fucking Gallman, dude. I think Wayne Gallman is gonna have a great year. Everything is coming together for Wayne is Gallman gonna call to go place? nuts. Yeah, you think so, or Pat Shermer? Um, good question. I think it's going to be. It might be Shermer. He actually might have said that it's going to be Shermer. Either way. You said that you like Wayne Gall. You know what Shermer likes to do? Throw the ball to his running back. Orleans Darkwood doesn't do that. You know who does that? Not Eli. Wayne fucking Gallman does that shit. I don't think Eli. Does Eli dump it to his... In the last three weeks of last season... It's because Odell wasn't on the field. With Eli Manning. Odell wasn't on the field. Wayne Gallman caught... uh, uh, I think he what he averaged three or four passes for sixty yards in each one of those games. I think there's an important thing to note here though is that once Odell comes back, you still have two good offensive minds coming into this team. There's a lot of room for improvement. This team actually, I think, will benefit dramatically. I think they, yeah, I think I think they'll be much better, much better as an offense. The only piece on this offense that I'm afraid is going to decline. I think Evan Ingram falls off. I think Evan Ingram's numbers this year were inflated because he was the only target for so long. I think oh, he's going to be... Fan- su- fantasy-wise, he might go down. You might yeah, that, that's yes. what I mean. He's going to be super overdrafted. I think, you know, when the re- receivers come back, he loses touches. And I think Wayne Gallman is going to take a ton of his touches as well. Wayne Gallman, guys. Did he give you did he give free, a blowjob or something? Free agency... What? Dark. Who is Wayne Gallman, and why do you like one Wayne Gallman so much? What, Gall- what, did, what did that running back beside actually Darkwa actually did something? Did Wayne Gallman do anything? Yeah, he won the national championship with the Clemson Tigers. So the truth comes out. Yeah, my son's a, my son is a huge Clemson Tiger fan. We we think it's because his actual father is also a huge Clemson Tigers fan, but nothing's been confirmed. Nothing's been confirmed. It was That's just the one why. night. Okay, now we're clear on if Wayne Gallman's actually going to do something. I just think Gallman is probably one of those huge sleeper picks. He's going to be a free agent pickup in week maybe three that is going to get people into so fantasy draft playoffs. I, w- I wouldn't because I don't think I have to. Nobody's going to draft Wayne Gallman. Out of spite, I might just encourage other people to draft him in the 20th round. Yeah. Or for a dollar. You buy him for a dollar. Does that mean we're going to play in a fantasy football league this year again? I don't know. Auctions. If it goes auction? Ooh. I'll buy him for three bucks. Foolish. Yeah. All right. Last one. Jeremy Bates. 
New York Jets. It's not the last one you got to talk about. You forgot a guy in the NFC North. Oh, yeah. I didn't write anything down about him. That's why I didn't. What's about John DeFilippo first? Let's go. Tell me what you know about quarterback coach quarterback from the coach. Philadelphia Eagles last year for one year. He, he did coached a good Carson job. Wentz. He, he, was, he was a nominated for, I think he interviewed for a lot of different head coaching Tons. jobs. He was a, yeah, he everyone was a big Everyone say that he, he's, he's a sharp character and everyone likes him. The problem is he has, doesn't have a lot of experience. If he, if he was interviewing for head coaching jobs coming out of a positional coaching role, you know that something is right there. Correct. He didn't get a job, which he shouldn't have. He was a quarterback's Correct. coach. He, whoever is the quarterback there, I think he'll do good things with. Sure, and they have choices. Correct. It's like a fucking buffet. It's a carousel. It's just just pulling off whatever you know, whatever you want to get on. Yeah. Who is it going to be? Who do you think is going to be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings? Clemens or Bridgewater? Clemens. Case Keenum. Well, it's not going to be Bradford. Bradford's knees a little left up. Sure. I think he's kind of done. Sure. Um, you don't buy into all this. Uh, maybe maybe they let all three of them go and Kirk Cousins goes to Minnesota. No, hype? not going to happen. All right. Not going to happen, but I do think John DeFilippo is a good – the offense is good. I don't think it's going to go down because of him. I think it's a good yeah. hire. I want Case Keenum to stay, and I think I think those two things are going to – I think DeFilippo and Case Keenum can do good things because we've seen Case well, Keenum – Bridgewater, no. I, I, I've not seen enough from Bridgewater to see that he can be... I saw a lot of Case Keenum prior to last year that was yeah. bad. Yeah, but how about last year? <laughs> yeah. We saw one year of him. One year's enough, baby. In Come your on. mind. Who's your last one? Jeremy Bates. New York Jets. He was the quarterback's coach at New York last year. Before he that. will retain the quarterback's coach role as well as take on the offensive coordinator role. For the Jets next year, which is a lot to do. Presumably, he's in there to what develop Bryce Petty. I don't Bryce know Bryce Petty or what other schmuck is still there. The, the, do they have any talent in on the offensive side of the ball? Any Forte? 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 Fifteen years <laughs> in the league. I don't think there's much to buy there. No, no. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins is the best player in that offense. That, Skill that player doesn't say very much. No, it doesn't say very much. Um, Jeremy Bates is going to be kind of like Steve Wilkes, not Jer- bad, yeah. not doing much. You want just hanging out? Let me let me tell you some of the quarterbacks. That, okay, so if if they hired him, in fact, to develop one of these young guys, let me tell you some of the quarterbacks that Bates oh, has worked with. Yeah, he was Chad Pennington. There's a great name, Brooks Bollinger. Remember him? I would argue that that Pennington made the most of his abilities. Shut. Uh, yeah, he wasn't very good, <laughs> no. but he did okay. Vinny Testaverde, when he was 42 years old, so he didn't shit. played for Jeremy Bates. Jay Cutler, in his Pro Bowl Denver year, and in his worst year as in his career as a Bear in 2012. Jay, Cutler's, Jay Cutler went to the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Gee. In Denver. In Denver. Uh, that's, why, that's why the Bears traded Before for him. Also, jo- Josh McCown had a great year last year. and That is absolutely true. He, had, he produced... He, he, Produced a lot in terms of what what was there. And I guess they're giving the credit of that to Jeremy Bates, hence the hire. I don't know. There's not all, he was an offensive coordinator once before. So that's the only year that we can look at. He was in Seattle. They ranked 24th in yards, 23rd in points. Uh, It was Matt Hasselbeck's final season in Seattle and the second worst of his career. I would stay away from Jeremy Bates. I would stay away from all of the Jets players. There's no one to buy. Here's my note. Stay away. It says, continue to stay away. <laughs> Exclamation point. There's nobody here worth having. No. Austin Safarian Jenkins. That's it. Only because tight ends suck. Yeah, would you Would you pay for Austin? Would you pay for him? I, I'd draft him in the 12th round. 
Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. Either. Stay away from all these garbage. Yeah. Jerry Bates is garbage. Let's talk about a coach that did not happen. This is your, this is what you've been trying to talk about for a week now. Steve Sarkeesian. He is garbage. You love hot Steve Sarkeesian. Garbage. He took a a hot offense that was that was hot, best in the NFL and turned it into below average garbage <laughs> offense. He was bad. I don't know why this guy still has a job. Yeah, I don't know why he is. I'll tell you what. I did spend a couple of hours earlier trying to d- find something I could use to anything? defend Sarkeesian. Besides his fun time in Washington State. I absolutely could not. The offense went from... You mean, you mean Washington? Washington. He the was offense went from first... He, in Washington, he wasn't even that good. No, I'm talking about his, 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 not his after, his, his nightlife. Not, 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 not oh, about... Oh, his, oh not, it's, not big, his, it's big. Yeah. Okay. The offense went from first... In to, every category. In every category... Running, rushing points, quarterback, running back, Julio Jones mm. to 15th, 15th average. 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 They scored 540 points for 2016. You know what he scored last year? 353. Oh, oh, this last year. Yeah. yeah. Last by a lot. By a lot. By a lot. Average. Bad. Sounds like John Gruden. Average. Uh, he's, he's much <laughs> worse than John Gruden. 187 point regression is a bad thing. I don't know why this guy still has a job. That's a, that's a bad regression. I, I think what I would tell you guys is stay away from the Falcons players. So which coach that still has retained their job is more surprising to you? Sarkeesian or Hugh Jackson with a 1-31 and record in two years in Cleveland? Steve Sarkeesian. Really? All day long. Wow! Hugh Jackson's got some good... I mean, besides, <clears throat> besides his days in Cleveland, right? He's got some good numbers as an offensive coordinator. Okay. One... And 31 in Cleveland. And he's still working. I'm not sure if anyone else would actually win in Cleveland last year. Fair enough. Cleveland's team is... Deshaun Kaiser. All right, we're going really long here. Before we leave, I want to point out some things that have happened in the league that are relevant. It's it's worth talking about. Um, Andrew Luck has started throwing, quote, a little bit, which is good. You think he's coming back? You said no last time. I think he's coming back. I'm just terrified for him. Okay. Trevin Simeon on the trading block. Do we care? The only thing that means to me that's worth thinking about is, I guess that means Paxton Lynch is coming back to Denver, and he's the I think Paxton Lynch is probably the trading block, too. He's fucking terrible. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be coming up on the trading block cutting this dollars, year. Cutting dollars. They have got to. Those are, you know, you know they're the only two, the only team in the league that has Two wide receivers worth more than ten million dollars this year. It was without a quarterback that can throw the ball to him. Yeah, just wait. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. I'm waiting. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Here's the big news: franchise tagged on the first day that he could be franchise tagged Tom in Miami. Loggins, baby. We know that he wanted a big contract. If the team wanted to give him a big contract or even negotiate a contract, you have to think that they would have waited at least halfway through this period that they could have tagged him. To me, this screams. I don't want to release you. I want to trade you. Let me franchise tag you so that I can trade you. They're not going to pay him $16 million to come back. Does Is any NFL team actually going to want to trade for him? Oh, yeah. Who? Yeah. Um, I think he'd be a really good fit. Receivers are a dime a dozen, except some teams just can't buy them. Dime? I don't know about a dime a dozen. I think he'd be a great fit in San Francisco. Yeah, anyone would be with Jimmy Garoppolo <clears throat> throwing the ball. Yeah, right now. I and like for Kyle Shanahan. Absolutely. I, yeah, I like him in San Francisco. There's a lot. There was a lot of talk for a little while about him maybe going to New England. No, they've got Brandon Cooks. Why do they need another one? I think they're going to shop Jarvis Landry, but they did last year and they couldn't get anybody to bite. So they might end up eating the sixteen million dollars. I really hope 
for Landry's sake, he goes somewhere else. That sounds bad to say because he's kicked ass at Miami. He's caught so many fucking passes. Is he a good receiver? He's a great receiver. Great's a big word. He's a great receiver. He so catches. You put, you put him up there the best. No, 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 no. I wouldn't put him up there the best. So he doesn't like great. It. I mean, his tu- his touchdown numbers have always hurt him. He doesn't score touchdowns because he catches passes three, four yards downfield. He doesn't go downfield. They don't. They don't run him downfield. But so, he, he so catches a, everything. So, so there's an important note there, I think, is that if you don't play in a PPR league, his value goes dramatically down. Yes, but in PPR leagues over the past three years, he has been a top five wide receiver. Yeah, which he's, I'm not sure he's actually a top five receiver, but points-wise he produces. Yeah. Here's the biggest news. It has nothing to do with fantasy football. It has a lot to do with Mitch Trubisky. It does. Shocking. The Bears release Josh Sitton. Offensive guard. Let me tell you what Pro Football Focus says about Josh Sitton last year. (laughs) Tenth best offensive lineman in the league. Fourth best offensive guard in the league. And the single best pass blocking offensive guard in the NFL last year. According to Pro Football Focus, he only let up, he, he only gave up 10 quarterback pressures on the entire Season. It's because the rest of the Bears' tackles couldn't stop anyone, so they just—they were the sieve. It wasn't it just wasn't the guard. The the average at the guard position is sixty-five okay. quarterback pressures, ten, and they let him. They just let him go because quote we want to get younger at the position. I'm a Bears fan. You're a Bears fan. We talked about that already. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't. Uh, you have you have Josh Long, who's probably better than Sitton, had three surgeries already in the off season. I don't understand why you'd, you'd cut the guy. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It makes no if sense. If you've got a young quarterback that needs to be protected, you should not release the best pass blocking guard. Probably not. In the league. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mitchell Trubisky's stock just tanked to me. I hated him to go going into it, but awful, awful, awful. Uh, it was not a good move. It was a dumb move. It was, it was another good. bad idea for Ryan Pace. All right, stop talking. We have talked for way too long. All right, guys, for our weekly ask. Show your support for the show. I don't care where you do it. Pick your favorite podcast source. Go on Facebook. Write us a review. Let people know that you listen. Let people know that you enjoy content, enjoy the show. Uh, that's the only way we're going to build an audience. So get out there and do it. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Dewey's Nuts. You can email me at yourfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Let us know what questions you have this off season about your pending fantasy football year. Let us know some topics that you'd like us to discuss. We're happy to oblige. Otherwise, subscribe, share, and again, write a review, man. That's how people find us. Thanks to Big Wiz for stepping in to the co-host role here. Had a lot of fun with him. Uh, Ramrod was awful. You won't have to hear that bullshit again. All right, I got a shit brewing, so I got to head out of here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.